What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell wherever and whatever you're selling. Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/try. Go to Shopify.com/try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com/try. Blog Talk Radio. It has a haunting, sad note in it. What you'll also notice about it is that <clears throat> through all the sad tones, through all the, the trials and tribulations that it presents, that there is a promise of hope in the music. There is a promise of hope in the music. That's why you can listen to it. And, uh, and though the sad tones resonate within you, the tones, the, the message of hope also does, that there is a chance for uh, for resolution, for rebirth, and and a chance to uh, to cure the ails, to right the ship. And that's what we're doing here. 
That's what the Appleseed Program strives to do. Uh, the Appleseed Project is a direct offshoot of the Revolutionary War Veterans Association. And the Revolutionary War Veterans Association is dedicated to honoring the memory of the founders, of those men and women who came before us, who sacrificed much, sometimes all, in their quest to develop a nation that they could leave to their posterity, to us. The the men and women of that time period, unlike today, unlike uh, Americans today who are the, the me generation, the us generation, the men and women of that time thought a great deal, not only of who would come after, but who had come before. Who had come before and done things and uh, and made things right for them and what they owed to them, what they owed to those who had come before. Your your debt, your uh, your charge card is handed to you at birth because when you are born, from that moment on, you, you begin owing things, owing things to people, your mother and your father who sacrifice a great deal. I don't care if they're if they're wealthy or not. They still sacrifice their time. They sacrifice the things they would have been doing had they not had a uh, yelping and whiny, uh, messy little baby uh, spewing out bodily fluids, fluids at both ends. They've sacrificed a lot uh, for that child. And you, as a child, you owe them uh, for your life. And as you grow up, they, make, they continue to make sacrifices. But looking past them, <clears throat> you already owe a great deal to many who have come before you. Uh, the father of your father, the mother of your mother, and on and on. The people that gave them life, the people that, that sacrificed so much so that you could have what you have today, that Americans could have what they have today. Then, in the other direction, you have a responsibility to leave for those who come after something better than what you found. Uh, I make it a point in my own personal life that uh, if I am lent a tool or a piece of equipment, that I ensure that whenever I give it back to that person, that it's not just as in good a shape as when they gave it to me, that it's in better shape. I don't want them to just come out even when they loan me something. I want them to come out ahead. I want them to feel good about that transaction. And we have the same responsibility as Americans. We have a responsibility not for those who come after us just to come out even, to break even on the deal. We have a responsibility to ensure that those who come after us, that they make out better on the deal. That we've done everything within our power to make this a better nation to ensure that the things we were left with, the rights, the freedoms, the liberties, that they're not only in as good a shape as when we got them, but they're better. They're in better shape. They're more clear. They're shiny. They're bright. They've been used and, uh, and well taken care of. They've been safeguarded. And then we can hand them to our posterity. You know, whenever those men and women made all the sacrifices 
beginning uh, on April 19, 1775. It, it actually began before again, before then, but let's set that as a date. When they made those sacrifices then, they made them not just for themselves. They didn't think like we do now then. They continuously, if you read the writings of the founders, of any of the folks uh, who had been in battle, the, uh, the different letters that you'll read from, uh, uh, from the different soldiers, from Wyman and Fitz and Reed, Washington, on and on, you'll find they constantly refer to those who come after them. They will relate to those who have come before, and they will constantly refer to those that come after, to their posterity. Adams even said that if, if after he's gone, if those who have come after, if we do not cherish, if we do not remember the sacrifices that they made, in order for us to have what we have now, if, they, if we do not remember, then he will wish that they had never made them at all. I'm sure that he's almost close to that point now. I'm sure he's almost wishing they had never made those sacrifices at all. The, the cherished items that were left to us to safeguard, to, uh, to take great care of, the responsibility that was left to us, it has at times in the recent history been given shabby treatment. Uh, some of it's allowed to rust. Some of it was just given away. Some of it was taken from us without a word, without uh, any kind of a response. And yet the country is not going down the drain. The, the country is not a disaster that is being ruined. The country has been running on those same documents that the Founding Fathers left us for 230-plus years. It's been running because the documents were so well-written. So well-written that it's been running almost on autopilot. But, like any machine, uh, other than the, the perpetual machines of myth, it's time for some, uh, for some care, some maintenance. And that's what we need to do. We need to provide some care and maintenance for the freedoms and liberties left for us in those documents. <clears throat> it's up to each and every one of us, each and every one of us as individuals, to ensure that our liberties, our freedoms... Our rights are safeguarded, that they are guarded by each and every one of us as individuals. Now, I tell you this all the time. I'll tell you over and over that you cannot delegate the authority for safeguarding your liberties to anyone else. You cannot depend uh, or delegate the responsibility for safeguarding your liberties to your senator to your congressman, to the president, uh, to anyone, to your mother, to your father, to the milkman, to the, uh, the air conditioning guy, no one. The responsibility for safeguarding those freedoms and liberties was handed to you at birth and cannot be given away, cannot be 
delegated to anyone else. And those rights themselves, those freedoms, those liberties, those are not uh, debatable. Those are not, uh, they are not issued by the government. We are endowed by our Creator with these rights. Now, that doesn't mean that folks won't try to, uh, they won't try to slip them away from you. I mean, you see it all the time. Uh, some cases it's hard to see. Other times it's very easy to see. Like a, uh, you will see some of the folks trying to do it like, uh, like a poor uh, nightclub magician trying to pop the rights out from under you, like, uh, like trying to whip the, the tablecloth off, off the table without upsetting any of, the, uh, any of the dishes or glasses. It's up to you to ensure that doesn't happen, each and every single one of you. And why? Because the government is not the president. The government is not the senators or congressmen. The government is not any of the... Uh, alphabet agencies that try to corral you or uh, or try to uh, to even to help you in any way. The government, at least a small part of it, are the folks I'm talking to right now. The ears that hear this message right now are the true and rightful government of these United States. We, the people of these United States. That's the government. Your congressman, your senators, the president, they simply serve at your leisure in order to get the things done that you need done, that we need done as a people in our government. How can we best honor those men and women who made those sacrifices for us so long ago? I'll tell you how. By remembering them. By remembering them. To remember is to honor. And that's what we do. We're going to remember them. And not only are we going to remember them, but we're going to perform our sacred obligations as guardians of the freedoms and the liberties that they left for us. That's what we're here to do. You know... There's a lot of talk in the program about becoming a rifleman, <clears throat> and that should be the that should be the the initial goal uh, of every person that comes into the program to become a rifleman. And why is that? Because a rifleman a rifleman isn't a score, a rifleman isn't a patch. Having a, a two tuner above on the AQT, having that patch on your jacket, that doesn't make you a rifleman. That just means you made two ten or above on the AQT. A rifleman, and I've got it uh, right here on the, the show page. A rifleman never stops learning. A rifleman never stops teaching. A rifleman continues to seek ways to protect the freedom the Founding Fathers left us to improve himself, his home, his family, his community, his state, and his country every day of his life. A rifleman adapts. A rifleman overcomes and a rifleman persists. A rifleman never gives up. This is not just some fancy 
guilty of rhetoric, some speech we give to people to, to pump them up. This isn't some uh, uh, some things that we joke about. This this is the code that we live here by in the program. And I'll tell you another thing. There is nothing wrong, no matter how many times you hear it, no matter how many times the talking heads in the media try and tell you that it's outdated, that having a code to live by is, that's corny, that's cavemanish, uh, that's, that's dated. There is nothing wrong with having a code to live by in your life. Modern Americans have forgotten their code. They've forgotten how to be Americans. That's one of the things that we're here to help them remember. How to become Americans. How to become Americans, how to become riflemen. How to start living the life of a rifleman. All right. I'm glad uh, everyone's tuning in tonight. We have a uh, we got a ton of stuff we need to get out. And yes, uh, for those of you in the chat room, uh, it uh, did I fix it? I don't know uh, because I uh, I simply uh, uh, downloaded all the patches, all of the stuff I could get that uh, to me seemed like they had nothing to do with the uh, with whether the chat worked or not. Uh, but it appears to be working, so uh, thank the Lord for that. Uh, So, the chat is open. I encourage you guys that are listening to to come into the chat room, and uh, uh, I don't know how hard it is to... uh, I guess you can see it if you're a guest. Uh, If you'd like to uh, register for an account uh, at Blog Talk, it... uh, takes just a few minutes, and uh, uh, they don't ask you any, uh, there's no uh, special information you have to give them or anything, you just uh, uh, just kind of like the Appleseed uh, login thing, I'm there just trying to make sure that you're not a spammer or uh, or anything like that, and then, uh, and then you're welcome to uh, chime in on the chat. Uh, I can't do a lot of typing a lot of times during the chat. But I can read it, and I can answer any questions that you uh, uh, that you guys ask on there. Okay, let's start off with the uh, the schedule, the upcoming schedule, real quick. <clears throat> and I encourage you to to keep an eye on this because uh, a lot of the uh, the dates uh, they're not going to change, but there'll be a lot of events added uh, at the beginning of the year each year. <clears throat> the a lot of the ranges, uh, when we have events at ranges, the boards have to okay them for that year. So a lot of the events, I know especially here in Texas, are right now sitting on the uh, board agendas uh, for different ranges for them to be approved. Uh, and uh, there will also be a, another 14 events here in the villa. Uh, there's quite a few events that uh, they are just waiting for approval uh, at the moment, I wish there was some way I could put a cattle prod on them and hurry them up, but <clears throat> I'm just going to have to wait and, until they get approved and I can go ahead and list them. But right now, <clears throat> uh, the events we have on the schedule, starting January 16th and 17th, the weekend of, Fresno, California, Kingman, Arizona, Mannheim, Pennsylvania, 
Mayaca City, Florida, North Little Rock, Arkansas, Piru, California, Yanceyville, North Carolina. The next weekend is the 23rd and 24th, and we have Lemoore, California, Ramsar, North Carolina, Sacramento, California. That brings us to the weekend of the 30th, 31st. We have Buckeye, Arizona, Dulzura, California, and Hernando County, Florida. First weekend in February, the 6th and 7th, we have Boulder City, Nevada, Corona, California, Laramie, Wyoming, and Santa Barbara, California. That brings us to the weekend of the 13th and 14th, which is Columbiana, Alabama, Hudson Falls, New York, Shark, Stark, I think that's Stark, Florida. I'm glad they didn't name someplace Shark, Florida. And then the weekend of the 20th, 21st was Buckeye, Arizona, Castro Valley, California, Eureka, California, Mannheim, Pennsylvania, and Mayaca City, Florida, Piru, California, Sacramento, California, Sherburne, Louisiana, and Yanceyville, North Carolina. That brings us to the weekend of the 27th, 28th is Albion, New York, Chaplin, Connecticut, Enfield, New Hampshire, and Ramsar, North Carolina. Now, how do I know where these dates are? How do I know uh, the locations and the dates of the events? Because I go to appleseedinfo.org. Once I'm there on the home page, I look up on the top left corner, and you'll see a row of tabs. The top left tab says Appleseed. You put your cursor on the Appleseed, it'll get a drop-down menu. On the drop-down menu, you go to Schedule. Click on Schedule. That'll take you to the page that I'm reading from now. You look at the uh, month. They're listed by months and then by the cities and the dates. Now, you can help yourself out and help the program out in two ways. One, uh, you can go to the uh, the schedule page, look down, see the date or dates that you would like to attend. Go to the date that you'd like to attend. Right to the right of it will be two hot tabs in blue. One says information and one says register. The information link will give you the specific information for that event at that location. Uh, it will tell you any directions you need, uh, what the facilities offer. Uh, should have a little blurb uh, that uh, kind of sells that location, any special things we have for that location. Uh, if you're a uh, state coordinator or if you're hosting one of these events, make sure that you look at your the EIP that's posted for the event and and do a good job of uh, of selling that event, selling that location. Make sure you tout any special uh, things that that location holds. If it has a uh, actual distance range, if it happens to be uh, somewhere in uh, Georgia where Cannon Man is going to bring a cannon, put that in there. Uh, whatever special things there are, make sure it's listed in the uh, EIP there. All right, to the right of that is register. Now, what we need you to do, once you've decided on a date and a location that you want to go to, hit that register button. It will take you to the uh, Eventbrite page, and it will let you pre-register online. Now, this helps both of us. Number one, it helps you. This is going to be a hard and fast year. 
I expect a lot of the events to uh, uh, to actually go to capacity and sell out. Don't wait till the event is sold out before you try and go. Uh, make sure that you got a place on the line, and you can do that by going to appleseedinfo.org, clicking on uh, Appleseed, then click on Schedule, go to the uh, scheduling page, find the event you want to go to, click on Register, go to the Eventbrite page, and pre-register. That will make sure that you have a place on the line with your name on it. It will also let us know how many instructors we need to send, how much uh, supplies we need to send, what we need to have ready for you guys at those events. All right. Uh, We have quite a few things going on. I see you're asking what an EIP is. Uh, The EIP is the event information page. Uh, what you what you do whenever you set up an event is you submit an event information page <clears throat> to uh, Savage Shooter, and uh, it will contain the directions on how to get to you, where the event is being held, uh, any special information about that location. It'll have usually it'll have a hot link uh, that will take you to if it's a range. Usually the range uh, hot link web page will be listed on there, so you can click on that. Uh, if there is somebody that uh, that we have some boots on the ground, the information on how to contact them will be listed on the event page, the EIP, so that you, if you want to go to that event and you want to ask some specific questions about the location, about how to get there, what you should bring, etc., then the person to contact will be listed on that page. So uh, when you click on information, for the shoot, it will take you to the EIP, the event information page. <clears throat> now, we need you guys to, to make sure that all your event page, event information pages are updated. Make sure that uh, all the event information pages, as I said earlier, have all the current information for this year. Uh, when you submit your, your shoots for this year, uh, that's one of the first things Savage is going to ask you. Do you got the new EIP for me? Because it needs to be new. It has to be a 2010 EIP to make sure that something hasn't changed. Anytime you submit a new shoot for consideration, it has to contain a current EIP. Uh, that way we know that nothing has changed. The range capacity didn't go down. Uh, the, the range didn't get moved. And that sounds like a joke, but uh, I know of uh, four or five specific uh, ranges that have moved in the last year. They got too crowded around, and uh, they eventually sold their range location, bought another location farther out, and moved the range. This is four of them, just that I know of, in this year. So the ranges can move. So make sure that uh, if you're a hosting event, that uh, you talk to the to the range. Uh, I say if you're hosting. If you're hosting, you know if you moved or not. But if you're submitting events, make sure that you've talked to the range. They are indeed in the same place, that the, all the uh, information that you had from last year is indeed the same for this year. And then get that into <clears throat> Savage Shooter. Uh, we need these in as soon as possible. And, yes, this is the, uh, the pot calling the kettle black because I have some events uh, that I'm still waiting on uh, to, to submit. All right, but get get them in as soon as possible, especially the April 19th events. We need to get those in as soon as possible, please, uh, so that uh, they can be listed on uh, the Shotgun News that's going out. Shotgun News 
has to know about them soon because, of course, it's got to go out uh, uh, three months. Uh, the uh, the shotgun news ads have to be submitted three months before they go out. So it will have to be done this next month. All the April 19 shoots will need to be in so that they can go out for the uh, the shotgun news. It's going to list all of the April 19th events. All right, since we're talking about the April 19th events, let's talk about it. Let's uh, let's find out. Now, I did this, uh, I asked this last week, and I'm going to keep doing it. Uh, I mean, I devote whole shows to it right now. Eventually, we're going to because uh, this is our signature event. The April 19th events are the, are the Appleseed signature events. <clears throat> it's what we call a... Uh, an AHOD, an all-hands-on-deck event. This is when we uh, put the pedal to the metal, and uh, we schedule events at every single location we can get our hands on. Then uh, we shoot the instructors out to all of the events. We try and, and do massive promotions for it. So there is going to be more shows dedicated to it, but I want to have an ongoing dialogue uh, for folks, from folks, on what they did this last event. Some of the things that they did this last uh, April 19th, the things that worked for them, the uh, things that uh, didn't work. If something didn't work, we want to hear about that. If uh, if you are doing anything special this coming year, we'd like to hear about that. Uh, don't uh, don't hide your light under a bushel. We, uh, we can all use uh, the... Uh, some of the secrets that you're holding uh, on this. Some of the things that you did last year that uh, that went really well. Now, we traditionally have a uh, a nationwide volley uh, for the men who died at Lexington that we run across all time zones all at once during the weekend. That will be included this year, <clears throat> and uh, and there are many things that happen at each of the individual events that are unique to those events. I can tell you right now that as far as I know, I'm not going to have any cannons uh, that are going to be uh, firing uh, in uh, in honor of the uh, the men and women of April 19th, 1775. Yeah, and yet I also know. That there almost always is, uh, there almost always are cannons fired at specific locations for these events. So if you want to get your hands on a cannon and see about maybe being uh, the person putting the uh, the match to the wick at uh, one of these events, and you may want to look around the uh, uh, the uh, the Georgia locations and see if you can uh, get on the list uh, with uh, Cannon Man. There are things unique to each event, and uh, and we want to start talking about what they're going to be so that we can start, uh, you know, I always tell my instructors, uh, any of the one guys that I'm working with, and and I do it myself, and that is when I go to an Appleseed event uh, that's run by somebody else, uh, one of the things I go there specifically to do is to learn, to learn from what they're doing, to watch what they're doing, how a shoe boss uh, runs his show, and to steal 
any other good stuff I can find from that. To steal any other show I can to use in my show, to make my show better. And that's why I tell the instructors that I work with is uh, they need to go to different uh, different events hosted by uh, other folks throughout the the year so they can we can have the cross pollinization going on. We can have folks uh, learning from each other. I learn stuff at every event I go to, and I don't care. It doesn't have to be a shoot boss. I can learn it from the brand new IITs. I can learn it from one of the attendees. I'm always trying to learn. I'm always trying to. Uh, once I learn, I'm always trying to spread that knowledge. Uh, all right. If you'd like to call in, I think that uh, they listed the number on the chat, and then I I sent it out on the the emails that I sent out or the PMs that I sent out. I put it on there. But if you'd like to call in, the number is three four seven three zero eight eight seven nine zero three four seven. Three zero eight eight seven nine zero, and we'll start taking the calls now because I know it's is uh, this is long distance to uh, New York. The server is in New York. Uh, I call into New York to do the show. It goes to the server in New York, then it uh, goes uh, to the computer online, and then out to you guys. So we'll start taking the calls right now, and uh, we'll try to make sure that we. Well, I don't want to keep you guys holding on any longer than. Uh, then you need to. Pop, you're on the air. Hey, Scout. Good evening. Good evening to you. Welcome to the show. We're uh, working hard down here in Corpus. We've got our shoots set up for March, April, and May. And uh, this week I'll be working on some uh, television advertising for those events. Yeah, and listen, and, you uh, had an absolutely great uh, advertising, television advertising thing going last year. They, yes. The guy that did the, uh, the television advertising for the shoot did a great job of it. Uh, have you talked to him recently? Because I was wondering if uh, I, I was wondering if maybe he could uh, if there's any way that he could loan that out as copy to anybody else as long as he gets credit for it. And uh, well, we could they maybe stick in different dates. Uh, yes. Uh, he told me that uh, any any of that kind of thing we wanted to do uh, would be fine with him. He's uh, so he's he's fine with that. I'll okay, can you go to the? Did you you posted it at uh, how to promote Appleseed, right? Or you, uh, you, I thought on there. I you probably said, hey, did. If it was last year, and he we did a. He, I got him to upload it on YouTube, uh, and I'll see if I can dig that up and. Okay, get the link it. to it. Get the link to that, and then post it. Uh, I tell you what we'll do is we'll open up another thread for promotions for the uh, for the April nineteenth event, and uh, okay. and then you can post it on that because uh, we would like guys to we'd like to to have any and all the material that we can possibly have available to folks <clears throat> for uh, for promotions for the for the April nineteenth event. <clears throat> Uh, I'll I'll do that. Okay, and where were you last year? Uh, I was here in Corpus on April 19th. That's right. And uh, uh, Alonzo came down, and uh, no, that was um, that was Metalbot came down here and did that one. So we had a we had a good shoot. 
And how many folks were there? We had about uh, 13 or 14. Uh, that was our first shoot here. That was your first shoot. And you're going to double well, that this year. Oh, at least. Yeah. And uh, let's see. Here in Davila, I think we had uh, 55. I believe we had uh, 40 at College wow. Station. And uh, I don't know the rest of the numbers, but uh, yeah. we had quite a few folks, uh, quite a few folks attending events around the state. And uh, we're going to, uh, uh, we're uh, actually going to do quite a few more this year than we did last year. <clears throat> so we'll be stretching it then, but uh, but that's what the event is about. It's not about. Uh, Staying within our comfort zone, it's about pushing ourselves to the limit. It's about uh, pushing the program forward, uh, making sure that it's not static and that it's uh, that it's moving forward. I'm going to bring somebody else on the line with us. Pop, Go uh, ahead. area code seven one two. You're on the air. Area code seven one two two four nine. You're on the air. Go ahead and chime in. There's no. Uh, there are no strangers here. All right. Uh, okay. See what I'll do. Send one two. You grab you some coffee, and uh, and I'll check back with you in just a few minutes. All right. Uh, area code three one eight. You're on there. That'd be me. Okay. Who's this? This is Johnny. Johnny, hey, how are you doing? All right. I'm I'm in Louisiana. I'm the guy that's trying to start a DAR here. Okay. All right. Well, I, I I've got the uh, the PMs from you and uh, okay. contact okay. information and stuff today, and uh, and I'm more than willing to to start working with you on that. Now, when I was looking at the map of that location, where is the property located on that uh, on the map? It's a little complicated. It's right in the curve that you see, the curve in the highway, Highway 789. Anyway, it's it's uh, the, the the land is four acres. It used to be, uh, I think, about eight acres, eight, about, about ten acres, and they split it all up before I bought the four acres. And the property goes back to that huge clump of trees you see in the back. Okay. And uh, anyway, the direction that I was going to, set it up. I mean, I'm, I'm going to set it up anyway. I've got a friend with a backhoe that's going to drop it over there in a couple of weeks, and we're going to get started. But uh, I would I would like you to look at it, you know, of course, before I get started with it. Okay, now, and but, tell uh, me tell me again where it's going to be, because I'm going to be in Houston this weekend, so it's probably only about four or five hours from there, right? <laughs> Man, are you going to drive? <laughs> yeah, I was going to drive over there. Okay, all right, where, I'm, where, I'm in the road trips, too, so... I'm not, well, I'm not really that much into road trips, but I'll make one for a DAR. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I live uh, in Treeport, so you'll have to, I guess, swing by and pick me up, and then we'll drive out there together. I, I suppose that's what you want to do. Okay. Okay. Um, anyway, I, I, I sent the address to you in Treeport. The land, I put it down as the address that's, that, that's the physical address of the property. Okay. And... Uh, I guess like after the radio show, um, I sent you my number. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Uh-huh. If, if you want to call me, I'll get on Google and 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 you can get okay, on. Okay, we can look well at it. Yeah, and we can I'll look see at if it I can point together. It out. We'll it's look, a really look at it okay. It's not a square piece of land. It's it's very weird looking. It's very but it, it odd shape. It doesn't have to be really square or anything like you said. It, 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 
just what we need to do is just make sure that uh, uh, make sure that uh, you know there's not directly behind it there's not 25 uh, you know schoolyards and daycare centers and stuff like that. Make sure that right. uh, that we've got a good uh, you know a good safe area that, where we can do it now. <clears throat> Uh, you've got a person that's going to uh, let you use the backhoe, so that's good. Uh, what I want, to, what I'm going to tell people now, real quick, on the DAR and stuff, is that uh, don't think that it's something that you can't that you can't do. Don't think it's something that's going to be uh, way beyond your capabilities, because there are a lot of options on how to get it done. Uh, okay. There are, uh, you know, if you don't have a friend that's got heavy equipment, uh, we got, uh, uh, I was speaking to Mark Alonso uh, about this just a little while back, and uh, let's see, I believe he was telling me about it, and then, uh, and some other folks, too, that were talking about how they had some land that they needed, uh, uh, they needed cleared, and there were a lot of folks directly around them that, uh, that had heavy equipment that they wanted to use, and uh, I think he just—I uh, think he just put an ad in like the local green sheet uh, or uh, whatever your local rag is. He put an ad in there, and the folks came out and did the clearing and stuff for free. Okay. So that's that's quite that's always quite possibly an option. Yeah, I really uh, didn't think of that. I, I've got never, a friend that that has. 12 kids and nine of them are boys and we're just going to bring them out with my three boys and and him and i and a few other guys about about five friends of mine grown men and 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 we'll get after it i'm i'm kind of physically impaired a little bit so i, I can't do it all myself but uh, i've got a lot of help already yeah. and i and i just started talking about this about a week ago yeah you've got usually you have a lot of people that you know they want to help they want to help you get this done now yeah. another option is uh you can speak to different heavy equipment companies that rent it out. You know, there are okay. folks, uh, there, there are equipment companies that do heavy equipment rentals all over. Now, the Appleseed program is a not-for-profit organization, which means that any donations to the uh, to the program can be written off as tax deductions. Absolutely. So you can yep. talk to these equipment companies. You can find some that uh, some find some folks that uh, that. Are patriots that uh, you know that want to get involved in uh, in something like this, and they can uh, sometimes they can donate the equipment. Uh, you know, I spoke to a guy just recently about this. He said they donate uh, you know hundred hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of equipment time uh, every year to 4-H and uh, ag uh, classes, etc. And that he would be willing to do it for uh, uh, for for Appleseed. So that's another thing you can think about as far as getting the equipment and stuff. Well, these uh, guys that I know are all in construction. One of them's a plumber. Uh, the rest of them are in uh, construction here locally. And uh, when they rent equipment, like they're going to rent a ditch switch here before long, and we're going to run a, a water line and a power line all the way to the back of the property when we get it you know, mapped out. And uh, they don't work on the weekend, so Saturday and Sunday I've got that ditch switch both days. They're going to drop it off on a Friday evening, so you know they just show me how to operate the thing, and I'll do. I can do that. Right. And then, 
and then this make is, this sure is all in a, this is all in a week's time. There's a lot more Patriots out there than people give us credit for. You know, that's exactly right. Now, what you, the other thing you're going to have to do is make sure that uh, make sure that that you start letting people know when you start working on the property and stuff like that. Tell uh, them what sure I'm you doing. Start, yeah, make sure you start letting people know what you're doing. You know that uh, that you are part of a rifle marksmanship American heritage organization that you have no affiliation with any militia, nor will you ever. We'll do no training of any types of troops. We have no ideology. We're simply a group that wants to uh, instruct people in how to safely and correctly use their uh, rifles and to hear about what it means to be an American. That's what we're doing. So you can ease the fears of people. Uh, when I first started uh, the, uh, the range here, there were a lot of people wondering what was going on, and uh, and there were plenty of rumors, uh, you know, about uh, what was going on. So you need to make sure that you, you know, you start off at the beginning, let people know what's going on, and because you can also talk to different groups and get them involved in it. Uh, you know, whenever you have an event there on the weekends, maybe the uh, maybe the local church group or maybe the 4-H group wants to come and sell five-dollar plate barbecue something like that, so that you begin to integrate the DAR, integrate the purpose of what we're doing into the community, and let them get behind you, uh, because it never fails. It's uh, somewhere somebody, uh, you know, is going to get, uh, they're going to either get the wrong idea, or they're not going to like what you're doing. They're going to want to try and stop it. So you need to make sure that you have as many folks as possible on your side, uh, you know, to help defend the location, defend okay. what you're doing, because it's the right thing to do. Okay. Yeah, that's that's so, right. So make sure that you you know you can put up some signs and uh, uh, you know when people are, you're welcome to call any of the uh, the folks you know uh, uh, with the Appleseed program. Look at the website, etc. And then uh, you know start uh, start making yourself welcome in the community. Oh yeah. So you think you're going to have this ready for the uh, for April nineteenth? Man, I hope so. Uh, right now, I'm I'm also working on getting a uh, a shoot set up at the uh, Bodcall Rifle Range, which is part of the Wildlife Management Program in Louisiana, and I got the information to get it started from UL Shop there on on the uh, forum. And I'm Johnny on the forum. If if people are wondering who I am, anyway, I haven't been to an apple seed shoot yet. I, I have to have somebody drive me there until I can get this, you know, straightened out where I can drive again. It's it's because of physical disabilities, which I'm kind of recovered from. I'm, I am recovered enough to drive, and I've got to get my doctor to write that letter so that I don't have to pay several hundred dollars in fines to the DMV, you know, Well, get my license back. But, uh, well, you got, anyway, you got me convinced. I'll write you a note. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it up there. <laughs> Home Scout said so. I said, listen, this guy, we need him to start driving because... Uh, we need him to, once he gets his DAR set up, to uh, start working on the next one. Yeah. Now, listen, the, the folks in Louisiana are doing a great job. Uh, you know, we had, uh, uh, oh, I'll think of their name, Austin and uh, his buddy uh, at the boot camp, uh, let's see, a year and a half ago. And uh, they went home and they got, uh, they really started getting things reared up. Now, I understand Austin uh, actually joined the military. Did, okay. you, did you ever meet Austin? No, I'm sure haven't. You said you haven't been to an event yet. No, I haven't. I can't wait to meet some of you guys. I, I just, uh, I mean, and some of the things you guys say about what I've said uh, in my post, it just, 
it tears me up. I have I have some some long sleepless nights. Um, you know, for some of the things I witnessed when I was in the military and listening to you guys, uh, what you've written to me and and encouraging me, it it, <clears throat> it helps a lot. Uh, some of the things you guys say really about bring me to tears in the middle of the night here. And uh, I don't know, man. I, I've I've, uh, it's I've lost a lot of friends along this trail, but I've gained a lot more real friends along this trail. Tears, tears of joy, tears of camaraderie. Speaking of comrades and military guys, uh, I want to tell uh, Ogron that uh, that he's still on the board at church, and that uh, that we're all praying for his uh, speedy recovery. And listen. Chris, yeah. Our church, our, well, I'm talking. I'm talking to Chris. Chris is Ogrunt on, on the forum. He's a uh, uh, he's a vet from uh, uh, the from our uh, our last foray into the Middle East, and uh, and he got pretty much uh, he got pretty much uh, chewed up in their rag dolls over there, and they're trying mm-hmm. to put him back together now. And uh, I just want to tell him that our <laughs> church is praying for you, Chris, and uh, our church is a powerful praying church. So, so if you were to get up tomorrow and uh, and walk around and start doing uh, cartwheels and stuff, don't be surprised, okay? Because that's the kind of power. Right. This is this has. is this phone actually on? Is this phone actually on? Yeah, yours is on. Okay. Well, matter of fact, I was out shooting AQTs this afternoon with another girl, and she's amazing me because she only took two or three things I said and was already nailing one inch square. So. She's ready to go. I'm ready to go. And this phone keeps ringing. There's already three dates that popped up as of today. And as far as what's going on in Louisiana, I've got friends all over the country, and and everybody's checking out the apple season. There's so many things good going on in the clouds that nobody sees of all you guys are doing boots on the ground work that don't give up. It's all going to come together, and people are going to realize, and you'll be right there with the answers to help them out and get things going. So don't give up. It's it's going to happen for everyone. Oh yeah. Now you know the way I found Appleseed, and I and I think I'd written this to Western Rose. She'd asked me how I found it. And by the way, I, I've got to say, she is great. Uh, she really is. She's a great Christian and a, and a great patriot. And uh, she's actually talking to my kids now online. I don't know about right this second, but on the Appleseed <laughs> forum and. Uh, She's, she's showing them a lot of pictures, and they're getting even more interested in it. And my eight-year-old uh, shoots my M1A. Uh, he shot 80 rounds, uh, I think it was last weekend, not this weekend, but the last weekend. And I finally had to just tell him, look, I can't afford for you to keep shooting yeah. this thing. Yeah, I was going to say. Because he's shooting can all of my... Can I be one of your kids? <laughs> <laughs> but he, he does great. He... In fact, uh, that day, this this last day, we went out. Uh, what was it, Sunday? Yeah, Sunday. He didn't even shoot the twenty-two. He he wanted to shoot the M1A more than anything else. So now, do you have to uh, do you have to sandbag him? Now, I, I don't mean put a sandbag on the rifle. I mean, do you no, have to like, so put a sandbag can... behind him to keep him from scooting back every time he squeezes the trigger? Oh no. <laughs> no, no, no. He's got perfect, perfect form. He, uh, he I have no, I'm, to put... I'm, not talking, I'm not talking about his form. I'm talking about you said he was eight years old. He can't weigh that much. No, he, he don't weigh much. He's got to be small scooting, for an eight-year-old, too. He's got to be scooting back every time he goes through that recoil. 
Yeah, he has a tenacious appetite. He wants to shoot a 50 BMG that, that uh, we see at the range every once in a while. We've got guys that have those, and he, he wants to shoot one pretty bad. Um, but uh, he uh, the, the the rifle that I have is not a standard M, M1A. It's an M25, you know, with a fiberglass uh, Macmillan stock and the whole, the whole works, you know. Bought that from a friend of mine about a year ago or so, and... Uh, Anyway, it's real heavy. Um, I'm the only one that can hold it up and, and shoot it offhand, you know, standing. So, you know, I let them shoot it off the ground, prone, uh, supported. So at least they get some time on it. They're not afraid of it. Well, listen, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, I'll call you after the show, and we'll talk about the, uh, the, the range and what we okay. can do to, to keep going. Uh, I'm going to, uh, I'm not going to hang up on you, uh, unless you want to hang up. I'm just going to, uh, uh, I'm just going to mute your mic. And, okay. Uh, well, and I'm going to, I'm standing outside in the cold. I'm going to step in the house here and hang up and uh, listen to the show online, so. Okay, that's the, you're the 318 number. Yes, sir. Okay, all right, well then I'll go ahead and uh, you just uh, hang up whenever you're ready, and uh, God bless you for calling in. Okay, uh, Chris? Yeah. All right, so what happened with you uh, last year on April 19th? Oh, there was all countless kind of things that happened. Uh, we ended up going to Badlands, which is, you know, one of the bigger ranges that we have around here. and We had people show up all hours of the night. We, the worst thing was that we could have marked the road a little better because we had people driving all over the the countryside, and it's pretty yeah. flat out there, so they didn't know which way they were going, so I had to get in my Jeep and just herd everybody back in. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is a big deal with Badlands because <laughs> there's no straight, well, there's not a straight road to it. You can, no. You're out in the middle of the Oklahoma flatlands, and uh, and it's not that flat. I'm telling you, it looks, <laughs> it looks flat, and then you realize that there could be 15 or 20 divisions, armored divisions, you know, out there, <laughs> stuck in all those uh, ravines and everything else. And uh, I know the roads are marked. There's no names on them. There's no. It's nope. just. It's just. Here's 25 different roads. You figure out how to get there. So yeah. you, what I had to do when I went out there is I, is I, you know, I brought a whole bunch of stakes and the the signs and everything else and, mm-hmm. and made sure I pounded them in. But even then, the folks. The wind blow them away. Well, the wind would blow them away. There was also like two other ways to get there where you could get there <laughs> if you didn't follow the signs. You, if you came in one of the other ways, you could get there. So, uh, so people still ended up wandering around out in the, the hinterlands. But yeah, the Badlands is a great location. Yeah, we picked it up for this year's event as well. I just got off the phone with Bobby this afternoon, and he's like all for it. This is oh, this, you know, you got. Turnkey, whatever you want, guys. You want the clubhouse, you want the campgrounds, take it all. It's all yours. Well, make sure that you get the uh, updated this year's EIP. I saw that on the chat. You were yeah. talking about it. Make sure you get that into Savage. And uh, mm-hmm. like I said, it has to be. If there's no changes, you can just, you can just write no changes. But right, uh, make sure that uh, give it give it the old grunt shot at uh, at like trying to sell the location. You know, tell them about the good stuff about yeah. it and everything else. Yeah. Really try and sell that location. So right. when they read the, uh, when they click on information, they go to the EIT that, uh, you know. And what I plan up. to do, what I plan to do before the benediction gets out and we let out for the evening, 
I'm going to put it on the sign-up sheet and say, you know, you don't have to put your name. Just say that you're interested in having another shoot here, and I'll just go ahead and reschedule another one for whenever they want. It's it's up to them how how much they want to shoot and how far they want to go down to go to that range. I got people from Fort Worth, Texas, saying, please just open it up. So if you guys want to shoot it all summer, and he'll let us. We'll slip in every month if we want to. <laughs> Well, but the other one, but but the other one was even better. Is that we got the Oklahoma City Gun Club, which is uh, a real like Tulsa. It's real hush hush, and they don't really want a whole lot of people in there. Well, I got a few phone calls today from two different people telling me, "Might as well go ahead and put it on the books for March." And I was like, "Okay, great, March it is." But it, well, so. push for April. Push for April so we can get a an April event there. Well, that's the thing is that everybody in Oklahoma wants to go to Badlands for April 19th because they really like that range more than they like the OKC. And I was like, well, whatever you guys want to do, they feel like, we really like to have Badlands. I'm like, fine, Badlands it is. Because they're only about, you know, 95 miles apart from each one of each other, and everybody wanted to get a taste of it. And I was like, March is fine with me. We'll go March, April, May, June, and maybe run it all summer if you want to. Okay, did you guys do the... Uh you guys did the volleys. I think I remember you talking about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It was Anything pretty else neat. special that you guys did for the uh, the April 19th event? Uh, the biggest thing was that each one of the instructors more or less took the uh, third strikes to a different realm and, and brought in a lot of the history that is not necessarily talked about in a standard apple seed. We kind of went over in the afternoon just so because everybody wanted to hear more history. Okay. Uh, let's see. I'm going to bring on the next uh, few callers, uh, Sam and uh, let's see. Sam, I'm bringing you on. I'm here. Okay. Well, welcome to the show. This is Sam D., everybody, and uh, <coughs> Sam D.'s out in New Mexico. These guys are doing a bang-up job, and... Uh, what do you guys have listed for uh, April 19th so far? Right now it looks like we're going to be doing the Whittington Center in Raton, the oh. Del Norte Gun Club in in Albuquerque, and we're going to do the Roswell Gun Club in Alien City, New Mexico. Well, that's a new location. It is. We're going to make their first shoot April 19th. Uh, one of our... Uh, New board members and new IITs, O.L. Adcock, arranged that for us. Went in there and, and didn't even have to make a presentation. He said, what about Appleseed? When are we having it? April 19th. And they went for it. Excellent. They went for it. Excellent, excellent, excellent. And uh, what about uh, the NRA Winnington Center? That's just a great location. That's the, uh, that's the place I've been telling you guys about that uh, it has the it's absolutely beautiful there, not only that, but they have, uh, you know, they have these special little cabanas that you can uh, you can go to. They have those, the foot massages during the uh, event. Uh, it's a great location. <laughs> they uh, they need to contact Blue Feather about that. Uh, <laughs> if to get in early, they can uh, manage to get one of those cabins. Uh, all appleseed folks. Well, now they can. Now they do have the uh, the cabins there available, right? So, yes, they do. Okay, so if you guys want to, uh, any of you guys that are going to the uh, uh, the April nineteenth event at the Whittington Center, the time to call 
to get your little cabin out there is now, today, tonight. Call and get that set up so you guys can have a chance to uh, to get one of them. And uh, <clears throat> and uh, schedule, uh, if you're in New Mexico, this is going to be a great location, April 19th at uh, NRA Whittington Center. Who's going to handle that uh, that location? Is it going to be you? That'd be, no, that would be Blue Feather and Tyler Squaw. Okay. Where are you going to be? I'm going to be uh, in Roswell. Okay. I'll be in Roswell. We're going to have a, a new target. We're going to have an alien QT. And uh, just going to find shoot. Uh, first shoot for that location. And uh, it promises to be a good one. We're going to fill that line. That sounds great. Uh, Mark Alonso. You just fell off the line. If you uh, if you call back, we'll uh, we'll get you back into the queue. Uh, you're next on. Uh, okay, so that's four events for New Mexico. What about the, any of the special? Uh, what do you have? Anything special going on at any of the locations? Uh, nothing yet. We're looking to see what the rest of the uh, organization wants to do, but I'm sure we're going to have something special. We'll probably have, uh, we have, we'll have the, the simultaneous volleys. We'll have that uh, across the nation because that's a that's a staple of our April nineteenth events is is having everyone uh, firing the volleys simultaneously. Uh, think about that. We may have uh, heck, we may have eight, nine, ten thousand rifles Easily. firing simultaneously across the United States this year. In honor and one of the men and women who fell at Lexington, and one small cannon, and one yeah yeah. <laughs> well, now are you guys going to get a cannon? I, I'm going to take my little cannon to Roswell. And, uh, I'll admit it's kind of small. It only shoot about 1,600 yards with a six ounce ball, but it's a lot of fun and it makes plenty of racket. Well, I've got one from uh, that uh, uh, that Dave made for me too. I'll have it. Uh, I'll just need to. Uh, I'll need to finish mounting it. Right now, it kind of looks like a pistol, <laughs> but uh, I'll finish mounting it, and uh, we'll have it. I also have a uh, a big bell that I've, I'm putting onto the a Liberty Pole that's going to go at the range. Uh, I'm, pu- I'm uh, putting up a Liberty Pole, you know, just like they, uh, just like all the towns had back then. And it's going to have a big bell on the top that. Uh, that can be rung for the muster. Uh, what we're going to do is keep, we'll keep talking about this, and we'll keep spreading the ideas uh, from folks so that we can get uh, we can get a good cross pollinization of uh, of all the all the stuff that's going to be going on across the nation, and get it uh, get uh, some of the ideas fleshed out. And get them spread out so that each of the events can have uh, different things uh, for the April 19th. I have uh, a uh, supply of water that I've got from the North Bridge in Concord. Uh, that's going to be doled out on uh, to the shooters on April 19th uh, at the, whatever location that I'm at here in Texas or wherever I'm at in the nation. Uh, I'm going to dole that out uh, onto their trigger fingers and hands uh, before we shoot the the volley. That's uh, that's water that has flowed under the North Bridge 
in Concord. Now, I'm not guaranteeing you that it's going to be the exact same water that uh, that went under the bridge on April 19th. But then again, I'm not going to tell you that it's not the same water either because it's it's had uh, 234 years to flow out to the ocean, evaporate, uh, come back up into the uh, onto the continent and rain down and go through the whole process several times. So it could very well be the same water. Regardless, it's the same idea. Just like uh, just like whenever you stand underneath a flag or you salute the flag during the uh, Star Spangled Banner. That's not the same flag that uh, flew at uh, uh, during World War II or uh, or at the uh, uh, at the end of the Civil War or at the beginning of the nation. It's not the exact same flag, but it's the same flag as from its ideas, from what it means, what it represents. <clears throat> this water too will be the same. Okay, I'm going to bring Sam. Don't uh, don't go anywhere. But I'm oh, going to bring uh, I'm going to bring Mike uh, on with us. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Mike, West Texas, you're on the air. I'm here. Are you there? Yes, I am. Welcome to the show. Well, hey guys, thanks. this it's is been a uh, long time. this is West Texas uh, from out in where else? West Texas. And and how are things going for you all tonight? Uh, things are going well. Things are going well. We've got uh, uh, we've got a lot of folks listening to the show tonight, which is good because uh, uh, we've got a lot of the information that we want to get out to folks. Uh, I'm gonna I see the the number of folks in the. The chat room is increasing, and the number of our listeners are increasing. Oh yeah! Uh, because uh, I want to, I want to get everybody, give everybody a chance to uh, to call in and discuss uh, upcoming events, especially the April nineteenth event this year. What they're going to okay. do for it, where they're going to be, uh, how they're going to uh, get the word out on it. And this won't be the only time we discuss this. This will probably be. Uh, every other week that we're going to be uh, devoting a good portion of the show to it this year, uh, because, uh, like I said, it's our signature event. This is the thing that we gear up to do. Uh, and you were out at uh, Fort Bliss Rod and Gun last year on April 19th, right? That's correct. Last year, Fort Bliss Rod and Gun, we had the West Texas uh, Regional Director for TSRA uh, bring out two relatively authentic uh, match locks and a uh, uh, flint lock. And he alternated between the three rifles in, in proposing and presenting a 13-gun uh, salute during the, uh, the ceremonies that we held on, on April 17th, April 18th, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, that was Rich Gilliland. That, that turned out pretty good. He's, turns out he's going to do it again this year at Fort Bliss Rod and Gun. We're going to be out there again. Uh, looks like we're going to inaugurate or re-inaugurate uh, a new range, nine, that uh, used to be used by high-power shooters and looks like it will be again. And It's also going to be our designated apple seed range. Now, what was that in relation to the range that we shot at uh, the last time I was there? Five was, uh, was, was uh, to the right, if you will, of the, of the uh, clubhouse, south of the clubhouse, and this one is, is the last range before you get to Loop 375 there. Okay. Uh, it's the one that's been closed forever, but they've just finished opening it up. Matter of fact, they're dressing it up. Uh, but that's going to be our designated apple seed range as well as being a high-power range again. So that's one. 
uh, we're talking with uh, community college, and they kind of sort of would like to do something on that day, too. But as you know, there's space constrained to only 20. Uh, so we might do like a joint opening ceremony there at Fort Bliss and then break off 20 people down to uh, uh, go down to the, to the uh, community college. Uh, okay. So, I mean, that's, that's – I don't want to say it's in its infancy. We're pretty advanced in the discussions right now, but – uh, just trying to work logistics. Okay. The, uh, the other one is we. It does appear that on the Fourth of July we'll have uh, uh, one out at Fort Bliss, one down at uh, Community College, and then one down at another designated Appleseed Range that's uh, uh, down in Fort Hancock. Uh, it's the Brensovich Training Facility. Uh, they've kindly agreed that. Uh, they can handle somewhere between 50 and 75 shooters down there for a complete apple seed. So we're inking paperwork on that and getting all of that taken care of. So things are tending to move along. First uh, apple seed here will be middle of March on the – I was just looking at it, too. I just flipped the page. It's going to be the 20th and 21st of March out of Fort Bliss Rod and Gun. Okay. Now, the, just like uh, just like Mike was saying, whenever you uh, when you look at the uh, uh, El Paso community center shoots, those are limited shoots. There's uh, they're limited to 20 folks on the line there. So get your do like I said. Go to appleseedinfo.org. Go to Appleseed. Click on that. Click on schedule. Go to uh, El Paso community center to the events you want to to attend and pre-register. For that, because you don't want to get there and find out you're, you're number 21, because there won't be a place for you. It's a great location because it's indoor, uh, climate control, dust free, etc. If you have a rifle that's just your special baby and you just can't even imagine laying it down in the dust uh, of uh, West Texas, then that's the one you need to go to. Oh, and it's it's a great facility. They treat us like kings down there every time, kings and queens actually. Uh, we're training up some of the people down there as uh, instructors, and I'm, I'm getting a lot of support out of them. The uh, the other one, of course, is Fort Bliss Rod and Gun, which has gone through its ups and downs, but it looks like uh, we've got a pretty solid relationship with them now. I sit on the board now, so that kind of helps. Uh, the uh, and and then of course Brensovich wants wants to do some stuff, and he has a he has a great ranch right down by the border itself. Uh, he and his wife are Olympic coaches, and, of course, Trailblazer is, is one of the IATs that we use periodically. Well, good. Uh, now, you guys, uh, this isn't really Appleseed-related, but I've been watching the news a lot lately, and uh, that... Uh, the whole area over there in West Texas uh, is really on the front lines of the of the current uh, bad problems with uh, drugs and guns and and bandits and everything right there. Hey, Mike, you remember the that that old uh, saying about you know as nervous as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs? Yeah, yeah. That's us over here. Yeah, I mean I. 
you know, every time I every time I hear additional news or I see what's happening, uh, I, I don't understand how they keep it. It's happening right there on the border. Now, they were talking about how, I guess, two days ago, there were 21 folks killed in one town alone. And uh, uh, the day is going to come when it's, gonna, it's not going to be contained by that river anymore. And uh, Lord knows. Uh, they, they already came, Mike. I mean, they, they're already coming across because, you know, about six blocks from where I live, and you remember where that is, uh, they they killed an informant. They came across killed an informant uh, about two miles from where I live. They they came up, kidnapped a guy in broad daylight from his house, and dragged him back across the border. They found him a, a few days later. He was dead, of course. But uh, uh, it it is something that we've kind of learned to to live with here. But we've got you know we're awful careful about uh, teaching apple seed down here because. We get a lot of phone calls from folks that, you know, gosh, they want tactical training, and I have to tell them, I'm sorry, people. Uh, we're, yeah, we we're don't all do training. Our heritage, and we're all about teaching you basic rifle marksmanship. Yeah, we don't do any training at all. We don't train anybody. All we do but is sir, we're, instruct we're not folks. And, and, and I want nothing to do with them, and they know that. Right. I tell you what I would like to do is, uh, you know, I was watching the uh, the uh, program uh, last night or night before, and I was talking to Pop about this, was inviting uh, the Border Patrol agents to, uh, uh, you know, to come and attend an apple seed. You know, I was watching these guys, and they, these guys are on foot out in the desert. And, uh, you know, in the desert, uh, they're making long shots, and uh, I would like to make sure that, uh, that if they get into trouble, that, uh, that they have some good instruction in using their long rifles. So I think we're going to talk to some of them and see if we uh, see if maybe we can't get some of the uh, border patrol agents or other uh, law enforcement groups like that to uh, to attend a West Texas or South Texas uh, Appleseed event. We we could do either one of those. And matter of fact, I think uh, I was going to hit Sam up to go make a call up in Artesia at the headquarters up there and see if he just put a couple flyers up there. I understand it would be well received. Well, uh, that, that I think that would be great. Now, one of the things that I was talking to to uh, Pop about this because I've experienced it uh, many times, and uh, one of the things that uh, that you will have to deal with, I'm sure, is uh, is that uh, there's a certain attitude a lot of times by by folks in law enforcement and stuff like that. Uh, you know, I remember that uh, I've done several events with different law enforcement types, and uh, and nothing against uh, the state troopers in Texas because uh, uh, I've got plenty of friends, relatives, etc. that are currently troopers or retired, etc. But uh, I've also been on the line with several of them, instructing them, and uh, the first uh, the first five or six hours of the day was kind of hard getting through to the guys because they didn't want to hear me. They didn't want to listen to me. They just wanted to do, uh, you know, what they wanted to do. And and you you find this isn't just uh, limited to uh, to any law enforcement or troopers. A lot of folks that uh, have handled firearms have this same idea. But by the end of the event, I mean they were uh, actually by the end of the day Saturday they were their, their ideas had changed and they were saying 
Okay, we're listening now. We're listening now. So go ahead, tell me again. Tell me again how to do it because I'm listening now. <laughs> and uh, and you may have to go through that, you know, whenever you invite uh, law enforcement. But and, don't and let that do, stop right? you. And and you remember uh, you remember Johnny Eoff. Right, right. Uh, Johnny Johnny did did eat a little bit of crow and humble pie because. Uh, after he got over the initial, uh, he'd, he'd been a, a shooter and knew, knew some of this and, and listened. He actually did learn, and we took several of the people from El Paso SWAT and did did the same thing with them. I won't mention them by name because I don't want to embarrass them if they're listening in. <laughs> well, listen, CMD, you're on the line, so you heard uh, you heard Mike. Let's uh, let's talk to some of the. Uh the Border Patrol, you can even talk to the ICE people, I'm sure, but it's probably going to be more uh, uh, more uh, of use more to the, the actual Border Patrol guys because they're the ones that are out in the field and out in the desert, the flatlands, and in the mountains and everything else, and uh, more likely to be uh, to be having to, to make a long shot. You still yeah. there, Sam? Sam? I'm here. Oh, okay. He could be building something. If you're not talking to Sam Sam, right then and there, if you don't have him immediately have his attention, then he's going to walk off and start building something. Oh, man. I have a a very good contact in Artesia, a very nice lady that shot with us in Carlsbad in December, uh, who actually does a very nice half-page article in the Artesia paper. And... uh, she has a, a load of flyers, and uh, we'll get some set up there at Artesia. And it's not just Border Patrol. That's uh, federal law enforcement agents of all stripes. So yeah, I get uh, folks, we'll put the word out to them. I get folks all the time, uh, different law enforcement folks. We get, uh, <clears throat> we get uh, FBI, uh, Border Patrol, uh, plenty of uh, county sheriffs, uh, deputy sheriffs, uh, police departments, etc., uh, that come in. As a matter of fact, uh, we had a guy that was running the uh, uh, the special weapons and tactics unit for uh, one of the largest cities in the United States, <clears throat> and uh, he actually came to an event and. Uh, and he learned something, and uh, and then he decided to become part of the program, and now he's an indispensable part of the program here in Texas. Mark, welcome to the show. Hey, Mike. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. I was just bragging on you because uh, you've done such a great job here in Texas, and uh, and you've done a great job, you know, in Louisiana, in California, and everywhere you've been, you've been you've been working hard and with the program, and and God bless you for it because I couldn't be doing it without you. Oh, not a problem. You give me way too much credit. <laughs> but hey, uh, uh, you know I've kind of hit around for a while about uh, working with uh, L- uh, law enforcement and some other folks, and uh, I just didn't feel it was my place to start bringing this up. But hey, since y'all did. And you know I'm in law enforcement. A lot of folks I work with are just like every one of us. They don't know our history. They don't know a lot about marksmanship. And uh, 
I, I think it'd be great if we start working with them and trying to bring them on. Well, I do, and most of us do. The only problem is, is, uh, is you have, and of course, you're, you're, you're probably. I, I don't know. I, w- I wouldn't say that you're the exception. I think that you're just uh, the exception that most people meet, and that is, uh, a lot of the folks have the uh, people that work with. Like I was saying earlier, people that work with uh, firearms every day, they get into their head that they know, they already know everything. They don't need to learn anything special, and uh, and you, of course, were certainly the exception to that. And uh, you made uh, you made it a point to make sure that your that your education uh, in firearms and marksmanship was up to date. You came to an Appleseed event, you heard the history, and uh, and it resonated in you. And I think that I think that you're right. I think that it can resonate in. Uh, in most in most of the folks in law enforcement, we just have to we just have to get them on the line. If you can get somebody on the line at an Appleseed event, that's almost all you have to do. The program will do the rest. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and, you know, like I said, they're just like anybody else. Uh, most of them don't know the history. I know I didn't. As a lot of people, you know, have come to Appleseed, and uh, I think it'd be good. It'd be good. To- and understanding and uh, hopefully embracing our cause here. Well, what but about also, uh, what, go ahead? I was just going to say, what about uh, like uh, when you talk to to the folks that uh, that you know? What uh, what do they say? Well, like you, if you, you, know, you talk to some of your your buddies and you go, "Hey guys, uh, why don't you come on down to this event?" What do what do they usually say to you? I, I and I do talk about it a lot. <laughs> Um, mostly what I get is that they think it's a great idea, it's a good stuff, but they need to go work some extra jobs to pay the bills. Right. And, and you know, that's everybody in life. Uh, they're busy and, and things like that. And you also, I guess, uh, you know, one thing we, we I never really noticed until I got in is that growing up as a kid, every time I see an officer, I, I was just fascinated, look at the pistol and stuff like that, see what they're carrying. And you think these guys are expert shots and, you know, defensive masters and things, and it, lots of times they're they're just regular people. It's a job to them, and a lot of them simply are not gun people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I've told you before some stories. I've had uh, – I'm not going to mention his name or anything, but uh, I had a buddy who was, uh, uh, who was in law enforcement, and he worked in a courtroom, and uh, and I said, hey, let's go shooting, and we did, and uh, – he started firing that pistol, and and, uh, and he, he was hitting about six or seven feet away from the target. And I told him, I said, I'm never going to go in the courtroom with you again, because what if one of those guys gets loose, <laughs> I'm going to get shot. <laughs> yeah. So everybody needs marksmanship instruction, everybody, from law enforcement to regular folks to uh, you get the the folks in the military. And Sam D., the rest of the, rest of the guys on there can tell you the same thing. Just because they uh, just because they got issued a rifle doesn't mean they uh, that they're an expert with it. So uh, we've got to we, we've got to do everything we can to get folks on the line so that they can uh, they can work on becoming the masters of their rifle. But more importantly, so they can hear the story, so they can understand what we do uh, as Americans and what we need to do. 
Okay, we've got another folk. Uh, somebody else I want to bring on the line here. Oh, no, one last thing. Uh, where were you? Let's see. You were at uh, last year on April 19th. Where were you at? March? Who are you talking to? What's that? Who are you talking to, Mirror or Sam? Mark. Mark, I was in uh, uh, your place, the villa. That's right. You were running the event here, and I was over running the one in uh, College Station. Uh, and you guys had uh, 55 people on the line here, I think. Yeah, we sure did. And uh, have you uh, have you thought about where you're going to be for this year yet? Well, I'm hoping. <coughs> I'm sorry? I'm hoping I'll be here in in the Houston area. Uh, hope, you know, me making well, a range you, out here. We've got a presentation to do on the 5th for the range in Crosby, and hopefully that's where we'll have the... Uh, that's where we'll have you located there on the uh, the nineteenth. Right, and if that doesn't work out for some reason, I think I'll probably head back to the swamp and and uh, get into uh, some shoots in Louisiana. I'm beginning to really like that place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they're liking you too. Okay, let me bring uh, another person on the air. We've got the area code eight one two. You're on the air. It's Tech Res. Hey Tech, perfect timing. Okay, guys. Uh, I wanted to wait uh, a little bit later in the show to get this out uh, because I wanted as many people listening as we could. And uh, we've got a pretty good group on. We've got about uh, 40 folks in the uh, in the on- online chat. I don't know how many are listening altogether, but uh, we've got about 40 folks online. And what we want to do is we want to tell you guys that we're getting ready to have an event uh, at the beginning of the month this next month. So, Tech, uh, tell them what we're going to do. February 2nd, Tuesday night, uh, alongside with the radio show, we're going to have what we call Virtual Muster Night. The idea is everybody's going to come on the forum. They're going to check in with their state uh, coordinator. There are going to be some uh, special stuff up that night, some special content that you won't see on the website any other night, from hopefully from some of our, our biggies in the program. Uh, everybody's going to be on. Everybody's going to check in with their coordinator talk about what program they're going to be doing this year, what they can offer, what uh, what dates they're going to be working, um, talk about uh, in some states the new stuff we're going to be doing with Known Distance. Uh, check in, talk for a while, and then come on the radio program and let everybody know that you've been over to the website. And we'll see how many people we can get online at the same time, see how many people we can get uh, going. You know, uh, February 2nd is the date when the little groundhog sticks his head out to see what the next six months are like and, you know, the next six weeks are like. And, and um, this is our moment to stick our head out of the snow and say what's our what's our short-term future going to be like and what's our long-term future going to be like and muster up and and see what we can do. Yeah, we got 340 is the record. The 340 folks that uh, have gotten onto the forum at one time, and that is minuscule. That's minuscule, guys. We've got uh, almost 6,000 members. Let's, uh, we're all going to get together on the 2nd, and uh, I guess we'll start at 7 o'clock Central. And, uh, and we're going to uh, come on in a huge wave. Uh, this is where we're going to get everybody. Uh, it, and this is going to be easy because all you have to do is turn the computer on, click on Login, and you're there. And we're going to stand shoulder to shoulder with our brothers and sisters across the nation in a virtual muster this evening. It is one evening, and we're going to burn up the record, the old record of 340 folks online, 
and see if we can't get uh, establish a new record of a couple of thousand <coughs> online. Now, just like Tech says, we're going to have a lot of special stuff, information we're going to put out that uh, evening. Uh, we're also going to have a lot of the folks, uh, the Appleseed uh, leadership, uh, uh, will have like uh, like the live uh, live threads going on where if you want to talk to uh, to uh, Fred or uh, or Sam or the guy or me uh, or anybody else, you can just come on and you can post in the thread that we're in. We'll answer the questions, uh, any questions that you have directly answering them for you. You won't have to post and uh, sit around and wait and see and wait and see if uh, anybody answers it. We're going to be sitting there at the computer ready to answer any questions you have about what's going on in the program. Uh, we'll answer about any uh, any uh, myths and legends of the program. And uh, we'll also hopefully get you guys to uh, to that night to decide on an event you're going to be on, that you're going to take at on April 19th. Check in with your state coordinators, and, uh, and we'll be putting out a lot of information on that night because, you know, with a forum, it's hard to uh, it's hard to follow uh, the ideas and stuff a lot of times on the forum because you've got that one screen, and if it gets off the screen, the screen, then it's gone. You got to go digging for it. So we're going to have folks. Uh, just watching that screen, we'll be putting up information. You'll be able to read uh, about a lot of stuff that's going on right then, right there, very dynamic evening. So we'd like to get as many folks as we can to log on that night. Now, we're going to post this over on the forum at uh, appleseedinfo.org, uh, and then click on forum. We'll post this on the forum uh, and make it a thread, uh, let everybody know what uh, the time, uh, the date, and also uh, – uh, as more information comes on about about what we'll have available, we're going to put it on there. But uh, we'd like everybody, everybody listening now, and uh, we'll probably hit this, uh, we'll probably try and keep this thread uh, tight up on top of the forum because we would really like to see what we can do. Uh, we're not asking a lot. We're just asking you to show up just, uh, uh, you know, for uh, everybody to show up at once just for, uh, you know, 15, 20 minutes, an hour, however long you can stay, and uh, let us uh, knock down the old record of 340 folks online. And if we uh, if we completely kill the server, we'll have uh, the chat room for Blog Talk Radio as our backup. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. We'll have the uh, the chat room here uh, at the, uh, the radio. Yeah, the radio. But, uh, but, uh the, uh, the uh, I'm gonna have to, gonna have uh, to uh, area code six one four. I'm gonna I'm just gonna mute your mic for just a minute. I was gonna bring you on, but I'm gonna mute your mic for a minute so that you can uh, kill the radio in the background, and then I'll bring you on. Uh, I'm still hearing it from somebody. Check make make sure you got uh, if you're listening if you're uh, on the. Uh, if you're calling in, make sure that your radio or your computer is muted in the background. We're going to try to make sure that we bring uh, uh, that we get everybody online that night. So make sure you write this down, and uh, we'll send out uh, some reminders too uh, before the event on the night. But February second, seven o'clock, we're going to bust the old record of uh, 340 folks online. We're going to replace it with several thousand, 
and everybody's going to get a heads up on uh, what's coming up. Everybody's going to sign in, for, sign up for April nineteenth event. Uh, I don't know what else we're going to do, but it's going to be a very dynamic evening. Okay. Uh, all right. Area code six one four. I'm going to have to mute you again until uh, you turn your radio off here. Okay, there we go. Uh, all right, uh, let's see. And Tech, where were you uh, April 19th? Uh, if I remember right, we were at Cloverdale last year. Uh, safe, myself, and uh, Hawk. How many guys Hawk do you in. have on, online? And somewhere between 20 and 30. Well, that's good. <clears throat> Yeah, got any idea of where you're going to be for this year? Not yet, not yet. Uh, quite possibly Cloverdale. Um, although, you know, uh, once you once you take on the green hat, Lord knows where you'll end up any given weekend. So uh, it could be just about anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's good because uh, you know one of the things that we do want to encourage is folks is cross pollinization. Is making sure that uh, that you don't uh, stay within your your little group uh, of uh, folks in one area and get uh, get inbred. You want to uh, go to as many different folks as you can. Many, as, you know, go to as many different uh, events with different shoot bosses <clears throat> as you can, so that you can learn uh, learn the different techniques that uh, people use during their shows, during their instructions. Because, you know, everybody runs their event a little bit differently. And we'd like to get folks uh, out and see as many different shows. And I call it a show because uh, it's a rifle marksmanship event. But at the same time, uh, I consider it to be like running a show. You know, you have uh, all of the things that you need to do, including telling the story, making sure that, uh, that people understand that, uh, yes, we want you to become the master of your rifle. We want you to listen to the instruction and set a goal for yourself of improving your rifle marksmanship. But at the same time, we want you to understand that you're there to, to listen and hear about the history of, uh, of those who came before you, the history that the Founding Fathers uh, spoke about. Hear about the events of April 19, 1775 at Lexington Green at the North Bridge in Concord on Battle Road back to Boston. Hear about the things that those folks did. And as an instructor, we don't want you to recite a dry history to your folks, facts and figures. We want you to make it an event. We want you to make it a show. And... Whenever I talk to uh, new instructors about this, <clears throat> I try to make them understand that, listen, you don't have to be nervous about this. You don't have to be nervous about making sure you've got all of the facts and figures exactly perfect. Uh, nothing, uh, the success of April 19, 1775 does not depend 
on you getting all the names and dates right. It already happened. What we need you to do is make sure that when you tell the story, that you make the folks that are listening, you make them feel your passion about it. You make them understand that it's important to you. Because if it's not important to you, it's not going to be important to them. If it's a dry recitation of facts and figures and dates and names, then that's all it's going to be to them. It's just going to go in one ear and out the other. It's just going to be uh, another dry recitation of facts and an endless sea of incoming data that people receive. What you have to do is differentiate uh, for them that this is a different thing. This is a different idea. This is a very important thing that needs to get logged into their uh, into their files because this is the history of who they are. The folks have to know who they are. They have to know where they came from. They have to know how they got here, what got them here, what made them Americans, what made this country uh, the, the absolutely wonderful nation that it is. They have to hear that, and they have to hear it from you, and you have to make them believe what you're saying. And I think as an Appleseed instructor, it shouldn't be that hard uh, for you to make them believe because as an Appleseed instructor, you should want to make them believe. It should be serious to you. Uh, it should be something that you're passionate about. And that's what we want to try. want you to try and get across is the passion you feel for these ideas. Uh, for the the fact that it takes more to be an American than uh, than a location on a birth certificate, that there are a lot of responsibilities and sacred obligations that go along with that, starting with honoring those who have come before, honoring the men and women who uh, who made great sacrifices, starting on April nineteenth, seventeen seventy five. So now I've got uh, I just got a couple of messages in uh, uh, by way of PMs, and they were talking about the uh, the short notice that I gave on the uh, on the the reminder the radio reminder for tonight's show, <clears throat> and uh, uh, the reason for that is because I switched over from. The blog talk, sending out messages or trying to do it on my mail server, to sending them out through the Appleseed program, and uh, and not only that, but uh, uh, I don't have a staff to do it, and uh, just like you guys, uh, this isn't a paying gig, which means uh, I got a regular job, and uh, today it went a little bit long because I had a neighbor who had uh, gone to pick up some uh, minerals and broken an axle in a town about 30 miles away, and he gave me the wrong directions to get there. And So I ended up getting back here late, and whenever I sent the messages out through the the server on Appleseed, just like any other thing, it can't send out, it doesn't send out a big block of messages at one time. It busts them up into smaller pieces and kind of sends them out a little bit at a time. So I apologize for the uh, – for the. this guy says he got it 30 minutes before the show. And uh, it's probably not much longer than after I sent it out. I probably sent it out of an hour before the show. 
and I'll try and get them out to you guys uh, sooner than that. This was like a test run to see how the sending out the uh, reminders by way of PMs on the program worked, and it seems like it worked okay. Uh, I've tried it a couple of times before, and whenever I tried to send it out to the whole membership, uh, to everybody in Appleseed, it didn't work so good. It kind of refused to do that. So I just sent it out to selected groups, one group at a time this time. And uh, So if you ended up with a, a dual message, it's probably because of that. Now, hopefully the uh, the Appleseed server was smart enough to to not do duplicates, but if it did, then we'll, I'll have to figure out some way to get around that. But I'm still struggling with trying to find a good way to send out the reminders, but uh, it looked like tonight it, it worked pretty good. Uh, I'm going to try and bring on area code 614 again. And, uh, and uh, okay. okay, still got the, still got the computer, computer on there. On there. Yeah. I want to say one quick thing, if I could, about uh, the cross-pollination. Yeah, go ahead. I got uh, I got uh, shipped on over to Ohio, up to Gibsonburg, and it was one of my first times uh, being out of the state and very early and being a green hat. And there's nothing more impressive than showing up at a range you've never been to, uh, you know, hours and hours and hours away from home. And once you show up and you shake hands, you know that uh, the shoot's going to be just fine because those orange hats that are standing there know their business. And uh, all you got to do is direct traffic because they got their stuff uh, going. And even though things were different in Ohio than in Indiana, uh, we both got to learn from each other and we had a really good and really impressive shoot. Some of it, uh, I got to do it a little bit the Indiana way, and some of it, I just let the Ohio guys do whatever they want because they do their stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and that's great because uh, because everyone has a different way to do a show, and there are no ways uh, – well, yeah, let me take that back because I was going to make a big boo-boo. Yeah, there are plenty of ways to do it wrong, okay? But – there's nothing wrong with running a show your way as long as you stay within the Appleseed guidelines. You stay within the Appleseed guidelines. You make sure that it has all of the things which are required to make it an Appleseed, and you're good to go. Everyone has their own ways of running the shows and uh, getting the instruction out and telling the stories. You know, everybody has certain things that they found uh, work better for them or that they are comfortable doing. And uh, a lot of times they're going to keep doing it that way until they uh, until they see something else, or until they uh, until they experience something else. And that's what we want to do. We want to get folks to to see something that's done a different way, or hear somebody tell the story a different way, so that uh, <clears throat> so that maybe sometimes they get pushed out of their comfort zone. You know, if you show up at a different shoot. And the guys are doing something different, and they say, "Okay, Tekris, you're on, uh, you're on deck." And you say, "Well, I've never really done it this way before." And they go, "Okay, never mind. Uh, you know, you'll you'll figure it out. You'll work it out. Let's go." And you do it, and you learn something new, and you do something different. You go, "Hey, that worked pretty good. I'm going to take that home with me, and uh, I'm going to try running that in my show. See how it, how it goes, how it runs." And that's what we want to do. 
there are a lot of folks that uh, there are a lot of show, folks that have great ideas uh, across uh, the nation, and uh, Lord knows I wish I could go to every single shoot that happens across the nation because I'd like to see how everybody's doing their shows. I'd love to see it. I tell you, I, I cannot hear the story, the three strikes of the story. I, I can't hear it enough. I've heard it hundreds and hundreds of times now, and I have never uh, gotten tired of the show. Now, there were some times, as which as a shoe boss, that I wanted to tell the guy, okay, enough, uh, not because I was tired of hearing the the story, but because uh, when he asked me if he could use his notes, I didn't realize he had 40 pages of notes. So... Uh, you know, <laughs> it got kind of long, but I still love to, sh- the, to hear the story. I love to hear from a- from every from a new person every time I can. Okay, let's see. Now, that six one four, the one that uh, kept giving us trouble. Now, who knew that would turn out to be Dinky, the troublemaker? Uh, now. She called in, uh, I guess about a year ago, she called in several times, and she didn't get on the program. Boy, she was complaining about that. So now I hit her number, and she gives me the silent treatment this time. So, like I said, I I knew I should have known that if there was trouble, it was going to be from Dinky. Uh, Dinky was here in Texas a couple of weeks ago, did a great job. And then uh, we were all together out at North Carolina for the – Master Instructor, Senior Instructors meeting uh, on the day after New Year's. And uh, let me tell you, it was cold. We were meeting in a range house uh, on the range at uh, Ramsar. And I don't don't even know if we had any heat in there. Uh, Because uh, I'll tell you, well, I think Mark's already hung up. But uh, Mark doesn't like the cold. And uh, we were sitting in that... uh, uh, that cold range house just freezing. <clears throat> okay, if you'd like to call in, the number is 347-308-8790. If you have something that you'd like to get out about what you did last year for the April 19th event, if you have uh, uh, a new location that you want to start doing the promo on, if you want to talk about something special that you have for this coming April 19th, we'd love to hear about it. Also, if you have uh, some ideas that you would like to uh, to start getting out for the virtual muster night, we're going to do the virtual muster night February 2nd at 7 o'clock. And that means we want to get everybody, uh, all of the Appleseed members, uh, online on the forum. Uh, you go to appleseedinfo.org. That's our homepage. Look up in the top right-hand corner, and you'll see uh, the links, and that will give you a link to the forum. And it takes only a few minutes to... Uh, uh, to to register for that, or you can uh, just log in as a guest and read the form. But we'd like to have as many folks online that evening as possible. Uh, like uh, what Tech and I were just talking about, we're going to have uh, we'll have the uh, we'll have the boss will be there, of course. Fred will be there, and uh, he'll have a uh, uh, a hot thread going where uh, you can talk straight to him. We'll have uh, plenty of the other Appleseed folks. I don't know who for sure we'll have, but we'll have a majority of the Appleseed uh, 
uh, shoot bosses, master instructors, etc., available for you to speak with. Uh, we'll have uh, uh, plenty of information we're going to be getting out that evening and trying to break the record. Uh, the forum isn't uh, not like a, a lot of forums. It's a working forum. So we don't have, we don't normally have a lot of people on at once. Uh, we have folks who come into the forum, they check in, they get their job assignments, or they read up about uh, an AR for the shoot they just did or, or, or something else, and they move on. <clears throat> and uh, it's not like we're trying to change that. It's still going to be a working forum where you come for work. But uh, what we would like to do is uh, get everybody on, uh, is everybody that we can get on, and uh, get them to the uh, get them to break the records, and uh, and we'll use it as a chance to put out as much information uh, as we can. Uh, all right, and uh, let's see. Okay, we got some more folks calling back in. Let's get them on the air. <clears throat> all right, Sam, you're back on the air. I got cut off for a moment there, but uh, I'm back. All right. Uh, did you figure out uh, some special uh, April 19th trick you're going to do? Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'll bring out some military rifles with bayonets and uh, see if we can go bayonet a red coat. How's that? <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> well, listen, you're, you're going to make sure that you're available on the 7th, right? Right. Okay, and we'll have, uh, like, like Tech was saying, we'll have a... Uh, dual locations. We'll have the the forum running hot, and then we'll also be doing the radio show at the same time. And uh, we'll have the guys on the chat room here. Uh, I wouldn't mind if we set a record for uh, uh, for folks listening to the show. I don't know what the uh, – I'd have to look and see what the record is. I don't know if it's six or 700. Uh, but uh, if we could set a record for the uh, – for the radio show, for the chat room, and for the number of folks listening to the program, that'd be great too. So, uh, February second at seven o'clock Central Time. <clears throat> Let's see, that's going to be uh, that'll be eight o'clock for the uh, Northerners and Easterners, and uh, five, five o'clock for the West Coast, <clears throat> which uh, should put us in okay because it'll be five to five to seven. For the West Coast and eight to ten for the East Coast, I believe that's right. And then uh, seven to nine in Central. <clears throat> so February second will be the day. Uh, we'd like to try and make sure that everybody uh, keeps that, and we'll keep putting that uh, rotating on the forum, uh, so that uh, folks will. Uh, the folks will keep that uh, up in the top of their head. I'm, su I'm, I'm surprised a lot of times that 340 uh, is the number of folks. is It's pretty low for the number of people we have. But like I said, the forum isn't really, it's, it's not really a social thing. Folks don't uh, come on in droves <clears throat> to talk about uh, what they're doing or they're feeding the dog, etc. Like I said, it's a working forum, so people come on and, and use it in a utilitarian way, take up their job assignments and stuff, and uh, and then move on. But uh, this one like, night, we would like to do it, and, uh, you know, 
create a little bit of a buzz and uh, hopefully to uh, reinvigorate some of the folks by doing something a little special. Uh, but you're going to be there, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know you. I know that you're, you've are got the phone in one hand, you got a hammer or screwdriver in the other one, you're working on something, I know. No, I don't. Uh, I'm, I'm actually sending a thank you to a lady who wrote a nice newspaper article about us. Okay, well, see, I knew you were doing something. Uh, what's the uh, temperature like in New Mexico right now? It's uh, 28 degrees outside right now. <laughs> Just a little bit chilly, but but uh, we'll be we'll be in good shape by April 19th. We'll be up in the 80s or 90s by then. Well, so. and uh, on the second, good. everybody will stay indoors and and uh, get on the forum and listen to Rifleman Radio and. Uh, it's a good excuse for them, the cool weather, to, to be on the board and on the radio that night and see if we can get more folks on that forum. Okay. That 340 has stood for over a year now, and I'd like to change that. That would be good. Now, listen, uh, I'm just going to ask you a question, and uh, and you're going to answer uh, however, whatever the answer is supposed to be. Uh, you are working on a project right now, and... Uh, and at some point in the future, uh, you're going to discuss uh, some of the details of the project. And uh, uh, this is going to be a, uh, a very exciting project. And at some point uh, soon, <clears throat> Sam will let you guys know uh, about something that uh, about a project that he's working on, and that uh, the folks out there in New Mexico are working on. And uh, and we certainly are excited about the that project. You know, it's uh, it, it's not a great secret, Scout. Uh, let me say that uh, we're not going to put any of the the juicy details in because those are kind of close hold. But we're working on another shoot to uh, to help teach the army. Uh, one of our uh, members, uh, matter of fact, a brand new red hat as of Sunday, Staple Gun D, uh, works at White Sands Missile Range. And uh, being a good seventh stepper, he talks about Appleseed every chance he gets. And a unit that uh, should be deploying relatively soon has requested that we come out and, and help him learn. And we're going to do that. Yeah, and uh, we just did it uh, uh, at Fort Stewart. So we got another one now. Now, guys, everybody's listening. That's This is your... This is your uh, your cue for this. So part of Seventh Step is passing on this information, passing on uh, the information about what we're doing and making sure it gets to uh, every American that you can possibly get it to. And some of these Americans uh, are Americans who are currently serving in the armed forces. Uh, we would like to offer the Appleseed Program uh, of Rifle Marksmanship Instruction and American heritage to our American soldiers. If you have a uh, a guard unit, reserve unit in your area, and almost every uh, city of any size does, stop in at their armory, and there's usually at least uh, two or three full-time staffers. If there's not, catch them on a drill weekend. 
and uh, introduce yourself. Give them your card, uh, hand them some of the Appleseed literature, and and explain to them that uh, that this is something that we do. Uh, there's no charge for it. It's a turnkey operation. We come in with all the targets, all the instructors, etc., and uh, and we help them to do part of their mission, which is to be uh, uh, is to qualify with their rifles, to understand how to use their uh, their rifles effectively out to distance. So make that a part of your seventh step. <clears throat> Going by uh, your local National Guard Reserve uh, armories. And just stopping in. Uh, usually, you don't even need you don't need an appointment or anything else. If you see some cars there in the lot uh, at the armory, stop in. Uh, you know, walk in, knock on the door, and introduce yourself. <clears throat> Give them some of the literature and uh, tell them that uh, uh, that we're not. Uh, this isn't something new to us. This is something that we've done before. You can give them the uh, the location on the forum where we talk about it, so that they can click on that and they can see the AAR for the uh, Fort Stewart event that we held, and uh, and they can see what a great job was done. How it doesn't cost them anything, and uh, and yet it provides them with a great service, which is uh, giving them instruction in rifle marksmanship and helping them to understand about their American heritage. And uh, Sam, you've been doing a great job on this. A lot of the other folks in the program have been doing a great job on this, and we really are looking forward to this event being success just like the last one was. I'm sure it will. Uh, it's hard to have a failure with Appleseed because everything that we do is good. We teach well. We, we give good rifle marksmanship instruction. And we teach a good heritage uh, that applies to everyone in this country. And, and it, you can't fail with a combination like that. You know, this is a great opportunity, too. I would like to – I don't know that, uh, that it's not something we can probably talk about, but I would like to eventually uh, talk to somebody about uh, – you've got a group of people, and they already have scores written down, you know, for their marksmanship. And I would like to see – you know, eventually see the data uh, for how much uh, – you know, how much improvement is made each time. I think that'd be a, a real good thing. And, and, of course, every unit records their marksmanship scores, so it shouldn't be any problem to get that information. Well, I'd like uh, to see, I mean, we've just, we've done the one, and we're getting ready to uh, uh, to do another one. And, uh, and it's, this is just the tip of the iceberg. We'll be doing uh, quite a few of these, and... Uh, I would like to see how it's going, how it, uh, you know, how, uh, because, it, like I said, this is the only place where where you already have, like, a baseline of data. I mean, when folks open an Appleseed, uh, you've got diverse folks, uh, and nobody has recorded any previous scores or anything. But uh, at the, uh, in the Guard, Reserve, and Active Duty Military units, they already have. So I'd like to, to see what, uh, uh, you know uh, what the what the data shows as far as what happens when a group of folks come in and uh, and take the course and see what kind of a uh, level of improvement it makes on them. Uh, I'd love to do that, and, and I think we can do that and, and publish it. Uh, we'll have to get uh, several more units out there 
because uh, uh, with the with the Fort Stewart shoot, they specifically uh, requested that we not post a, a quantitative result for the unit. Uh, but once we have data from several units, we can uh, put together an average and put that out. And I think folks will be surprised uh, because there is definite improvement. Right. Well, folks, I want to thank everybody for uh, coming in this evening and for uh, for sharing with us what they did at the uh, at the last event. Uh, I've got 60 seconds here. I got one other person I see from uh, from old from uh, Pops area. Uh, area code 361. You're on the air. Yeah. Uh, Hi, Scout. That's us. Are you just using another phone? No, same one. Oh, okay. Well, I've got you listed on here twice now. Oh, I don't know why. I've only called in once. But it doesn't matter. 547 and 779. Oh, there's somebody else then. I'm the 779. Bring bring 547 on. Okay, Eric, uh, 361547. You're on the air? Hello? Yes. Hey, Scout, this is Josiah Barcroft. I thought so. Hi, Josiah. Hey, Josiah. (laughs) Long time no here. Yes, sir. Yeah, I've, I've been out and about and all over Texas lately, so. Uh, well. I've been and then keeping busy with work, so. Well, we're we're looking forward to seeing you again, Josiah. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you and seeing the rest of your family members drug out uh, onto the line. Uh, <laughs> are you going to be in Corpus uh, for the April 19th event? Uh, yes, sir. As far as I know, I will be in uh, uh, helping Pop out with that. Okay, um, great. And also, yeah. what we need you to do also is uh, make sure that uh, you and uh, whoever else has a computer at your house that uh, that you guys log on to uh, the forum on February 2nd, 7 o'clock, uh, for part of the virtual muster night. Okay, yes, sir. So yeah, you was, can become was, a part of that. Yes, sir. Okay, listen, everybody. We're out of time. So I want to thank everybody for coming in tonight. It looks like we had a really great response. Uh, and we will look forward to seeing you all again this coming Tuesday. Uh, keep working on the seventh step. Make sure you put February 2nd on your, uh, on your calendar for the virtual muster night. And... Make sure that you uh, are scheduled for an April 19th event. All right, thank you, everybody, for calling in. God bless you all, and we will see you next Tuesday.